So let's recap. What is usefulness? And then we're going to talk about some of the negatives today. Right. So, so basically what are hindrances for us to be useful? So let's recap usefulness. What is it? And then we'll get into it, Paul. Yeah. If I had to just summarize usefulness, it would be faithfulness to the Lord and helpfulness to other people. That's what it means to be useful. I'm going to be useful to the Lord when I'm faithful to him. And uh, I'm I'm going to be useful to other people in their walk with the Lord, uh, in their pursuit of Christ, uh, when, when when I'm helpful to them towards that goal. So usefulness is being used uh, by God in the life of other people toward the goal of Christ-likeness. That would be Christian usefulness, ministry usefulness. That that's what that's what we're after. It's not the it's not the external measurables uh, of of ministry. It's not numbers. It's not measured in those things. Uh, re- really, ministry is measured in this usefulness. Am I faithful to the Lord? Am I helpful to those who are pursuing Christ? And if you can answer yes to both of those questions, then then that is a gift of God's grace. You can lay your head down on the pillow with a clean conscience if you get to the end of the day and say, I was faithful to the Lord. I was helpful to His people today. Um, thank you, Lord, for the grace to do that. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for the empowerment and gifting to be able to participate in the work that you're doing in that way. Um, that, that's what, that's, when we talk about usefulness, in ministry, that's what we're talking about. Faithful to the Lord and helpful to those around us. And most of us don't walk out of the door useful every day. Right. And there's some hindrances that, that can that can come into play, things we allow in our lives, and there's a multitude of things. So let's talk about some of those things. Paul, what do you think, if I were to ask you as a pastor, maybe number one on your list of things that just get in the way that, that make us unuseful? Yeah, if you're asking me, there's a whole bunch that could be on that list, but <laughs> maybe the most common for let's take the most common for a a believer. All right, that's fair. Most mo- common. Most common for a believer. Maybe this is a person who 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 is growing in maturity and and is genuinely pursuing the things that we're talking about. I would say probably the 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 most common uh for a believer like that uh would be selfishness. Prideful selfishness, combination of pride and selfishness, self-focus, thinking too highly of yourself, thinking too much of yourself. Um, It's a it's a um, viewing life, the natural man, our natural disposition, apart from the regenerating and sanctifying influence of the Holy Spirit in our life, our natural disposition is set towards selfishness, the pursuit of lustful selfish desires it is trying to get what we want all the time and you mean the things that scripture says to flee from yeah exactly yeah so naturally our lives are driven by waking up in the morning and thinking to ourselves what do i want to get out of the day and and what do i want and then what happens is life doesn't work that way so what very little of what you actually want, you get. And so you end up angry because you didn't get what you wanted. So you get to the end of the day and you're like, oh, I just need to blow some steam off or I just need to veg or you're in a mood because you woke up that day thinking, well, I should get what I want. And then you didn't. Or 
you you wake up anxious because your whole life is oriented towards will I possibly get what I want today or not, which which leads the uncertainty leads to anxiety. <clears throat> so that kind of self focus selfishness that's rooted in pride, uh, it has all kinds of negative consequences. But but with those other consequences I mentioned, angering and anxiety, also comes a lack of usefulness. You're not waking up saying, okay, today, Ephesians 2 says we're saved by grace through faith. It's not our works. We know that. But then Ephesians 2.10 goes on to say we're, we're his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for the good works which he prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. So every day we wake up as believers with Ephesians 2.10 good works that the Lord has planned for us to walk in. In other words, to put it another way, we wake up every day with the opportunity to be useful, faithful to the Lord, helpful to other people. And when you wake up and live your day with the mentality of how can I get what I want? Will I get what I want? You, you hinder your ability to, to take advantage of those Ephesians 2.10 opportunities and be useful to the Lord. So I think selfishness, if you're trying to increase your usefulness to the Lord and it's your ambition to be faithful to Him and helpful to others, one place to examine your heart and life is a selfish disposition. All right, so selfishness, which kind of goes along with pride. You already touched on that, and I came prepared today. Yeah. So I'm going to give you kind of like here's some areas of pride and just speak to that a little bit. Right. So you and I have talked about this before, just the importance of being teachable. Yeah. A prideful person is not a very teachable person. How can that get into being not useful? Well, you can get set in your ways, and your ways can be wrong if you're prideful and unteachable, uh, which, by the way, uh, uh, prideful, unteachable people are really hard to be around. One, they're really boring to be around because they always say the same thing every time because they think they're right and they don't ever learn anything new. I think the term you used was miserably boring. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. First time I've ever heard you say that. Yes. Uh, unteachable people are miserably boring <laughs> to be around because they always just talk about the same thing, uh, right or wrong. And um, uh, so, so that's just hard. It's just hard to... Who wants to be around that? Somebody who's constantly talking about their resume, their accolades, things like that. The person who's always right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, who, who cares to be around that? You're going to have a hard time being helpful to people if they don't want to be around you. doesn't mean you should be a man pleaser. But if there's no genuine care, love, concern there, people aren't going to want to be helped by you, and you're not going to be helpful to them. But But then also... It just hinders the process of growth and change. If you're not, if you're prideful and unteachable, you're not going to be, <clears throat> you're you're not going to be learning from Scripture the way you should. And you're also not going to be improving in the way you apply Scripture the way you should. <clears throat> you're you're not going to be seeing um, how truth interacts with life in new ways. You're not going to be seeing the implications of truth with clarity. Um, because with, with a prideful lack of teachability, there's also usually some insecurities there where you constantly feel like you have to defend yourself rather than just learning. And um, so, yeah, prideful lack of teachability is going to hinder your usefulness significantly. And then to kind of go along with that, you know, talk about the importance of being able to evaluate who you are. You know, having a, a kind of a... Uh, 
just a realization of where you're at. Uh, even you can even speak to this to the gifting that each individual has because they're going to be different and that's right. going to vary. And so, I mean, I know those are two things, but maybe talk about the importance of having a helpful understanding of who you are. Yeah, self perception is a gift. There, there it is. That's the I, yeah. you know, that's why you get paid the big bucks, man. <laughs> yes, really. That's why everybody's tuning in to listen to you. What they don't, I need, they don't I need care to, about me, bro. I need to renegotiate <laughs> uh, to get paid by the word. <laughs> um, and uh, no, yeah. By quantity or quality? Oh boy. Um, <laughs> let's maybe uh, we'll, we'll hold off on the renegotiations. <laughs> um, so, um, yeah, self perception is really hard. Self perception is a skill. It's a gift. Um, to know how you're perceived by other people. Um, again, not for the purpose of fear of man and being driven by that, but just, just is your self-perception matching up with reality? The way you perceive yourself to be, what you're good at, and we see it in a number of ways. There's some people who think they're really good at singing, and then they sing in front of other people, and uh, their own self-perception doesn't match the perception of the room. Yeah. yeah. Or, or, you know, whenever you have the opportunity to hear yourself on recording uh and you say well wait a minute that's not what i sound like and everybody else goes that's exactly what you sound like yeah, thanks youtube you know uh yeah exactly <laughs> you know or even sometimes you see a picture of yourself and you're like who's that guy who's that guy with all the wrinkles on his face oh that that that's you that's you um and so so just to perceive um, have a reality of your self-perception. Uh, that's something that, that, that takes some effort and, and takes some work to do. Um, and and it's, it's helpful to do that so that you can understand how helpful you are or are not being to people. You know, how, how does that come across? How does that communicate? Again, not so you can be driven by the opinions of other people, but we are supposed to speak the truth in love so there's supposed to be some kind of consideration for where people are at and what they need. And so it, it is helpful as you're seeking to, um, to be useful to the Lord, to have an accurate perception of yourself, which should be a humble perception of yourself. I mean, if you, you know, pride is the ultimate inaccuracy and in self-perception because it elevates you way higher than you should be. And it's hard to see because you're so consumed with it. Yeah. Yeah, and the folks that think they're useful even and they have that wrong self-perception and don't understand where they're at, I mean, it's even making them less useful than they think they actually already are. So that's just the deception of pride, you know, Yeah, thinking the best. Yeah, absolutely. So that's an area where, where if you're not careful, that pride will lead to an inaccurate self-perception that will make you unhelpful. I mean, how many times have, have you just thought to yourself, somebody says something and you just think, that's unhelpful that's unhelpful and you know obviously our helpfulness is determined by scripture not by other people's opinion so i could say something that is helpful that's not perceived as helpful hey that's sin you need to repent and somebody who doesn't want to repent is going to say well that's not helpful that made me feel bad okay well that doesn't mean it was unhelpful but when you've got you know when, when you when you potentially have other mature believers who, who who are saying boy that's 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 not helpful um then you might have an issue of self-perception and, and you got to watch out for that extreme version of that would be uh, Job's three friends that were <laughs> condemned by the Lord. Yeah. Their perception was, we know it all and we got the answers to this. And this is, 
eminently helpful. In God's eyes, though, it was it was inappropriate, and so that's gonna. They were not useful to Job, and and we don't want to be like that in the counsel and encouragement that we provide. And even in that vein, maybe talk about the importance of just understanding your giftedness too, because that can that can be frustrating even for an individual who's trying to be more useful doesn't really see the fruit that they want to see and maybe it's just because they're not gifted to serve in the specific ways they're trying to serve or maybe wanting to serve in ways that the Lord just hasn't gifted them you're going to be most useful to the Lord when you're most dependent upon the Lord which means you're serving according to the way that he's gifted and equipped you to serve and and so there there are um, strengths empowerments uh, specific functions that the Lord uniquely gives to individuals within the church. Uh, Paul, uh, uh, to the in his letter to the Corinthians, compares it to different body parts in a body that all function differently, but they're all necessary. And so if you're trying to function in a way that God has not empowered and equipped you to function, you're kind of going it alone. And that's not going to work out well for you. And, and so some of that, especially in the life of the church, is just understanding how the Lord's equipped you and joyfully serving according to that and, and trying to get the most out of that for His glory. And at the same time, not resenting or despising when people are gifted differently than you. You know, there are ways that I might see a situation that aren't right or wrong, but they're different than how you might see the situation. And rather than have an adversarial posture in those differences, we need to we, we need to appreciate those differences as long as they're submitted to Scripture, and say, yeah, that's a point of emphasis that I wouldn't have thought of, and that's helpful. But then also here's this point of emphasis, or here's this way of serving, and and there are a lot of different ways in which uh, God's people need to be served, and and recognizing how God has equipped you, the burden he's equipped you to bear, and the function that he empowers you to fill in the church, those are important realizations to come to so that you can be most useful to the Lord. And you do that, by the way, one, by serving. You know, if, if you're banging your head against the table, serving in a way that is just not proving to be useful, but but you're you're doing it with a pure heart. It's just not useful, Lord. That just might not be how the Lord's gifted you. You know, if you if you find that you're overwhelmed with something and it's it's just not you're not seeing uh, the kind of usefulness that you would like to see out of it. It's not helpful in the ways that you would like it to be. It may be that the Lord's just not gifted you for that. You know, and and that's okay. So figure out how the Lord has gifted you to function and be useful in that way. And don't despise people who are useful in ways you wish you were useful or just don't despise the fact that other people aren't doing what you're doing because that's what God's empowered you to do. And if everybody was doing what you were gifted to do, then you wouldn't serve any purpose. Yeah. And that's so hard too. Cause like that's, there's such a development of humility that has to be taking place in us to be able to hear that. Yeah. Look, you're not good at that. <laughs> right. Right. You know what I mean? Like you, that's probably not for you. Yeah. And I mean, obviously we're not going to tell people just like that, but I mean, maybe, but 
you know, it's it's hard to hear that. It's hard for us to develop that kind of humility. But that's really where all the work is, yep. is being able to be receptive to feedback, being able to receive, hey, uh, that's not that's not your that's not your lane. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah, totally. And I and again, it goes back to that principle of you're only going to be useful to the Lord when you're dependent upon him. And he's the one who's by by his sovereign grace. He's the one by his spirit who dispenses the gifts and he he's the one who provides providential opportunities and he's he's the one who's orchestrating all of these things and so you want to be useful to him and yeah there's a humbling effect to that but i think we also have to uh, something that's that's helpful in this regard is is keeping the eternal reward in mind and you know, the New Testament does talk about eternal rewards, even for our services believers that go above and beyond the gift of salvation. There are commendations and rewards for exemplary service that, that will go on into eternity. And um, sometimes we kind of shy away from that because it's like, ah, we don't want to seem competitive, and you shouldn't be competitive. And we also don't want to, uh, we don't want to have any work salvation. You shouldn't do that. Or we but, joke about it and make it trivial. Right, right, right. Know? Oh, I just lost my reward. Yeah. You found out that I, <laughs> I, I did that. Well, our wives lost. will have a crown in heaven for dealing with us. 100%. <laughs> our wives will have a greater reward for dealing with us. Um, but the, the New Testament does talk about some of those things. And I think it's helpful in this conversation as well because we often think of maybe those who have more of the upfront gifts, like like. Like me, I might be, you know, if the illustration is the body, okay, the, the pastor is going to be kind of the mouthpiece of the church, and he's going to be the one who's up front the most. And as a result, oftentimes in a church, not bad, not good, just reality, the pastor is the one who's going to most frequently receive uh, compliments or the credit for something that happens. By the way, also criticisms and the blame, but we'll just talk about the, the, the compliments and the credit for what's going on. But that's from a temporal perspective. All that's going on, for instance, in the life of our church, Grace Community Church here at Delaware, all that's going on in the life of our church, all the saints are involved with that. And there are some who aren't gifted as a mouthpiece, but they're faithful servants. And in eternity, that reward is going to be made clear. And and on earth right now, there might be a temptation to give me the most human credit for what's going on in our church. I have no doubt that we're going to get to heaven. And the reality is that there's, there's going to be saints in our church whose reward is going to exceed mine because they were faithful with what God entrusted them with. And they were used in ways that weren't temporally uh, uh, perceptible, but are eternally impactful. And, and, and they're going to receive that reward in heaven. They're going to receive the commendation of Christ for that in, in ways that I'm not going to. And you know what? Because I'm going to be totally glorified, I'm not going to have any jealousy over that. I'm going to be totally happy when my brothers and sisters receive commendations that I don't because I love them and, and we're all glorified. There's no coveting. There's no jealousy anymore. We're freed from all that 
So, so different commendations for, for our service is not going to be a problem. It's not going to create disunity because we're all going to be rejoicing for one another in that. Thinking forward to that day, I think, helps us in this area of usefulness and even the, the different opportunities and the different gifts that the Lord provides us with and not being jealous of those things now. That's what I'm saying. Well, thank you for listening. And since you are listening, uh, we would appreciate it if you would just leave us a review wherever that is. Uh, Also, you can follow us on the different social media platforms and share content, share the content that you're listening to, share the content that you are benefited by. Uh, We appreciate that. And faith comes by hearing one verse at a time.